if you had a gym membership, it would cost you X amount of money every year anyway. So if you're putting that towards something that's kind of benefiting other people and benefiting you, then it's kind of a win-win anyway. I keep signing up with team and training because it's the best thing I do. This episode, we sit down with Joe and Sky Wedick, who have been fundraising for Team and Training since 2008. Well, yeah, initially, I guess when my mom my mom did a sprint try with Team and Training down in the Bay Area, San Francisco, and uh, we went down and cheered them on. And yeah, she... so starting out, it was yeah Joe's Joe's mom got involved with Team and Training, and she. For her, it was her, you know, first sprint triathlon, and it was a big push. I mean, the swim was very scary. I mean, that was a big, that was a big challenge. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was out in, in Monterey Bay, so out in the open water ocean. And yeah, so the swim was really scary, so she worked hard on that. Mm -hmm. But, um, so we went down to support her, uh, Joe and I and his brother and girlfriend at the time. And... You know, it was a big deal. We saw, you know, what team was. We learned our go teams. So I got to see a lot of that, you know, the camaraderie with team and, the, you know, the big uh, the crowd support and the coaches. And we had actually made Team Ina t-shirts that we wore and went and supported her. And she, you know, got through the swim and it was a little harrowing and scary when you lose her in the seaweed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I got through that event and it was pretty amazing. And um, so through that network, she had kind of, you know, met some lifelong friends and she convinced me to sign up for the Nike women's half marathon with her. So we entered the lottery and, and that was just, you know, on our own, but you know, she's like, you know, obviously has the team confidence and inspiration. It's like, Oh yeah, you can do it. And I mean, at the time a run for me was 20 minutes and that was a good solid run. I ran track growing up. So you know, you can see the finish line always. So yeah, we had, we got in and I had a 13 miler and, uh, training on my own isn't a strong point. <laughs> Basically didn't train much at all. I think I maybe got in a six mile, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. So I made it through the half marathon with extreme minimal training and it was incredibly hard, but I was running scared. I didn't know what I was doing. So I walked a lot and sprinted the hills downhill because you don't really care about time, but you just want to be done, basically. Mm -hmm. want to just get through this thing. I mean, it hurt. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't walk. I, I mean, it was a battle. But wow. I mean, I made it through a half marathon without, you know, much there. So, you know, you kind of start to wonder what you could do. So, I mean, just like a lot of stories, I got that flyer in the mail. And the team flyer came because we had donated to his mom. And, you know, there was a meeting and I had... You know, kind of thought maybe it would be cool to do a marathon once. That would be a that would be a pretty neat thing to do that push and you know do a marathon. And this is a, the way I'd like to do it. And at the time, you know, with work, I have an amazing job, but I'm not really saving the world. You know, I'm not. You know, making a huge difference outside of. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing clients. good work and good people and good helping to you know sell good products and whatnot. But I'm not really saving the world. So I kind of was looking for something else to balance out my my work life um so yeah i saw the flyer i went to that meeting that that classic info meeting by myself and you know just to go check it out of course and as everyone knows you go to the meeting and i mean it's amazing and you hear people tell their stories and you know that you could you can do it and you're going to make a difference and it's going to be incredible and you feel that motivation and kind of that momentum and 
as it turns out, my info meeting led straight into kickoff. So next thing you know, I went straight into a room with music and, you know, I don't know, 50, 100 people into a big kickoff. In the con- so that was, that was my intro. You know, the attitude of just, we're just going to do this is, was perfect for me because was, there wasn't room to question it. You just go mm-hmm. figure it out. I mean, the coaching was just great because, I mean, I was scared and you show up on Saturday and it's like, okay, we're going to go run 10 miles. And you kind of look around like, does anyone else have no clue how to run 10 miles? Like, I have no clue if I can do that. Like, I really, but I mean, it was absolutely incredible. You know, I mean, it was, it was overwhelming. It was a lot, you know, and there's a lot of steps to help you out, but I I didn't do all the training that I needed to do, but I, I made it through a marathon basically. Mm. Yeah. So the whole first season was just overall a lot, but you know, you get in a 14-mile training run, and you can do a 26.2. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. <laughs> the following year, I, I think this was April 2010, Sky had planted the seed for me to, to try running with her that next year. And my first reaction was, you're crazy. Um, I don't run. I run my mouth, but that's about it. Um, so I was actually very reluctant to do it. And she's like, well, let's just sign up for the half. And I don't know if she knew that that would only last a little while, but as soon as you start training, you're like, well, half. I mean, you know, if I'm going to go through this effort, I might as well try to see if I can challenge myself to do the whole thing. So um, I actually stepped on the scale. I was about 270 pounds. I was an office guy, and I didn't work out at all. And I spent most of my childhood playing sports and everything like that, so it felt like I was very athletic. But I couldn't run a block. Like, literally, I would want to puke in my neighbor's lawn, you know? Like, it was really, really bad. And I think stepping on the scale and seeing that, I've never been one to weigh myself, but, like, to, to see that and be like, holy cow, like, you're going the wrong direction. And, you know, the, the, the cause was kind of, wasn't front of mind for me at that point. Um, as I got involved, obviously, it became very, very important, but... Initially, it was just like, okay, how do I, you know, how do I like to, how am I going to get into running? Like, I'm not a, I'm not a runner. I'm not, I'm not into, well, I mean, everything for running up into that point was to go play soccer or, you know, a means to the end. But, um, yeah, so initially it was really, really hard. I couldn't, I didn't know how to find a pace. I didn't know, I didn't know anything, you know. And so it was initially coming from kind of being a couch potato that how are you going to run a, you know, 26 miles. So, um, that was my kind of initial exposure. And I think the great thing about team and training was that it was very methodical. You know, it wasn't, you know, I think a lot of times you just take the ownership on yourself and it's like, Oh, I can push through anything. And then what I started to learn in my first season was a lot of injuries, you know, and you realize your body, you know, you're trying to go, I was trying to go from 270 down to, you know, 200 is what I was shooting for. Still working on that. I'm uh, a (laughs) 4'6". I'm about 6'2". So, yeah, I think it was just a big transition of going from not working out to to working out extremely hard. Um, You know, I think my longest that my longest training run was like around 15 or 16. 2010 Portland Marathon was really wet, and I remember being uh, soaked before I even started. And uh, I hit about 15, and then I remember I remember my IT band was just awful. And I was like, well, if I can get over this bridge, you know, 
And I remember hiking up to the bridge, St. John's Bridge, and just being like, I'm just ready to jump off this thing. This is awful, you know. And uh, there was a team and training coach that was right there, the Bridge of Death, running, doing sprints up and down the St. John's Bridge. And so when that coach came up and down the hill, smiling, cheering, it really just took you out of your body and made you focus on, oh, it's just this hill. And the next thing you know, you're at the top of the hill, you know, and you're and you're like, oh, okay, I can keep going, you know. If it wasn't for team and training, I don't know if I would have finished. I mean, everyone, I'm sure, is amazing. I'm sure all the coaches are incredible, and you see them on the course, so it's mm-hmm. true. But, wow, we've been incredibly lucky. Yeah. Part of what keeps us coming back, I mean, just amazing coaching, amazing people. Literally within a couple of weeks, we were signing up for another season and uh, followed up with another season, you know. And, yeah, I mean, since 2010, we've done, I've done six, seven seasons six marathons and I think Sky's done what do we just decide 10 this is your 10th this is my 10th yeah yep just starting my 10th season started in 2008 I mean Sky gets gets together with girls she's met with team and training almost every week and they go run you know eight ten miles at a time and and trail runs or whatever else and you know but I think that camaraderie continued on, you know, like we have people saying, Hey, let's go do this event together. Or you start running into, you know, you start doing local events that are smaller events and you'll run into people at those, you know, like that kind of thing continues on. You know, we used to say we do more before 10 AM now, you know, doing team and training than we ever did, you know, we'd still be sleeping. <laughs> Lucky to have a ran, cup of coffee in. Yeah. We already ran 15 miles or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I think the lifelong relationships that it builds is, is pretty spectacular as far as, you know, and, and you know, everybody's got that same perspective as far as, you know, giving back to, to people and, you know. Yeah, and I think it's, it's back to the opportunity, just an amazing, incredible opportunity to meet. I mean, some of the best people in your community, really. I mean, these are people, I mean, just of all walks that are out there for many different reasons, especially given a season. I mean, like Joe said, his first season, he was out there to finish a marathon, really, to, you know, do what he could to finish a marathon. Um, he ended up, you know, losing a lot of weight in the process. That became a big, you know, kind of transformation back to being an athlete, probably more of himself and in a lot of ways. Um, you know, but now his motivation's a lot different. So, but you meet him then... And then you meet someone like, you know, Ryan Hatch that you talk to. And, you know, Joe's out there, you know, doing his best, putting himself out there to finish a marathon. Ryan Hatch is trying to make it through another day, you know, and it's just both amazing people, but completely different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like she's saying, you, there's people in all walks of life doing this. And, you know, you all have the same purpose. So you just, you know, it, it works out. It's an amazing way to connect and to stay connected on a much deeper level than just going out for a run. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the first season, I had to raise a lot of money for me. I'd never done that. So really the fundraising outweighed the running. I knew, I, I knew I could figure out the a marathon. Fear of it, you mean. Yeah. yeah, the fear of running. I knew I could figure out a marathon somehow. I wasn't sure I knew how to figure out the fundraising. Mm-hmm. And although you know you're not asking for money for yourself, I mean, the cause was very forefront and you start to pick up on that you know it's still I felt like I was putting myself out there and that was incredibly hard Mm -hmm. yeah I mean we've 
we've been together a long time, so it's, you know, all of our friends are the same friends, and all of, you know, you can only ask your parents so many times, you know, and I think initially it was like, you know, I think a lot of people just have that fear hitting the minimum, and then they're like, okay, at least I can get to that, and then, and then it's worthwhile. I mean, I think now, you know, several seasons in, sometimes you pay it out of your pocket, and you, and you have to say, okay, though, that's just part of the deal, you know, and the reward of who you're meeting and you know like you, you talk to people like ryan who's just had chemo and he's out there running you're like really i mean all i got to do is get up by, by eight and and go sweat you know so i think you start to my mom actually put it in good perspective she's like even if you know, not to take away from the cause but if you had a gym membership it would cost you x amount of money every year anyway so if you're putting that towards something that's kind of benefiting other people and benefiting you then it's kind of a win-win anyway. And I think that was something that was really, I mean, it just kind of puts it in perspective because it does seem like a lot of money on, on paper, but and the fact of the matter is, you know, like like we were part of Team Change last year. We raised $100,000 as a group to help fund research for a year. I mean, who gets to say they've done that? You know, that's that's pretty, pretty cool, you know, and uh, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this organization, you know. Yeah, I mean, the opportunities you get are limitless. Yeah. You know, I, I keep doing it because it's the best thing I do. Um, and that's usually what I say, you know, at the end of our letters and to anybody. I mean, I, I'm back again because it's, it's literally the best thing I can do. And obviously cancer has not been cured. Mm-hmm. And we're fighting for blood cancer, but um, at the end of the day, you're fighting for all cancer. Yeah, and bringing awareness to it, I think, is the key. You know, it's like... I mean, I, truthfully, before this, you'd think cancer, that's, you know, someone else's problem, you know, but now you, now you realize, you know, you, every Saturday you wake up, you go out there and you start running and you run into people like Ryan or, you know, or Zach or, you know, the, the kids that are having it. And you're like, wait, what, this isn't right. You know, like what's, and you, and, and you realize it's, it's going to take research. It's going to take a lot of time of researching things to make, to make things better. You know, we were just out of an event this morning and the guy was talking about how his dad in 04 had passed away and last year he met someone whose daughter had the same thing and now the medicine that his his father was was doing in trial runs has now saved the life of the girl you know a decade later which is it's crazy i mean it's yeah that's it's what, an incredibly powerful that he was able to meet someone that benefited from the clinical trial that Unfortunately, it didn't work for his father at the time. Right. Um, didn't take. Um, but he had a, you know, a disease that a lot of children are living. They're making it through now. And yeah. now this woman's grown with kids. And so he was able to literally kind of see, you know, just kind of his father again through this right. life that is now living. Well, and his father was older and he, he caught it. And he actually, I think, only lived like a month later. Um but it also brings you to like, okay, well, you you need to be your, like Skyo says, you have to be your own advocate. You, know, you gotta you gotta check yourself. You gotta make sure you're going to the doctor, because a lot of times your your body is very resilient, and you're gonna and it's gonna feel like you're normal, and then all of a sudden, you know, doc says no or whatever, and then you're like, wait, you know, this is you can't rely on other people to do that for you, you know. And in the beginning, I didn't have a I didn't have a cancer connection. Essentially, I didn't really know that I knew so many people with a blood cancer connection. You find that out very quickly, mm-hmm. that a lot of your you know, close friends in your circle have 
you know, family members and friends and everything that have had a blood cancer as well as many other cancers. And obviously now with friends and family and everything, you know, I mean, my shirt is just way too full on the back. Um, but after starting team and training, I took a year off and I got my own cancer. Um, so I got very lucky back to Joe's awareness thing and, um, you know, have now had melanoma twice, but caught it very early. Um, but took a year off and, you know, had to have some surgery, which was decent in terms of not being able to move for a little while and, you know, got incredibly out of shape and unmotivated and, you know, just kind of the first real health thing that had ever happened to me. So coming back to team, that was, that was tough being at ground zero back to mile one. Now I was, you know, kind of a closet cancer person that hadn't really gone through a journey like most people's cancer so mm-hmm. it was legit and an important story early detection means your story changes a lot mm-hmm. but it also feels different because it's not it's not the same as having that chemo hospital radiation you know brink of death type mm-hmm. thing but another month or two my story changes completely so mm-hmm. it's it's really scary keeps in perspective yeah. Early de- detection, awareness, awareness of your body is just, it's incredibly important to be proactive with cancer. I mean, if you catch things early, your story changes completely. Mm. I think it's exciting right now where we're at now with the development and the research. Um, you know, we're directly helping to fund research that we have a long history in Oregon, you know, and a connection with OHSU and funding, LLS funding research that's making a big difference. Gleevex, obviously, the easiest most high profile success that's incredible um, and it keeps being incredible and and it's far reaching I mean Gleevec initially was to cure you know one specific type of blood cancer and then from there it's been able to you know I mean I think it was Cross last borders. year or two years ago they started testing it for other cancers you know or showing results I mean down to melanoma so Gleevec's helping melanoma patients mm-hmm. I mean it just all comes full circle and shows you know, um, blood cancer is incredibly easy for research. You know, like somebody said, you can get a blood cell. It's a lot easier to get some of the other, you know, types of cancer that are out there. Um, yeah, so if we can just, I mean, we're making a lot of progress. The success rates are incredible. Every year, the success rates are better. And, you know, unfortunately, people who passed before don't now. And, you know, there's people living amazing, strong lives. So the research is working. It's getting there. Um, there's an incredibly, an incredible amount of money going into it, which is scary and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting there. Joe is a chef and loving husband. Sky is a VP of accounts at a marketing firm and loving wife. Joe and Sky Wedick are T and T. If you are interested in finding out more information about Team and Training, go to www.teamintraining.org to find out more information about Team and Training and chapters in your area. And now we will, <laughs> now we will pause for station identification. Sirens. Oh, is that what sets up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, there's sirens. Yeah. All right, and we're back. There's usually 
Yeah, I was gonna say there's usually one or two carry-ons. Just a little half on, half one. <laughs>